Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. You guys, I just celebrated one year of being a joy coach. Woohoo! Happy dance. I can't believe it's been a year. I got an email from a client the other day that said something beautiful, and I wanted to share it with you. It said, you have helped me elevate my life. And I got to tell you, the joy and spark I see in my clients, once we peel back the things that are holding them back and keeping them stuck, the mindsets that bring them down, the constant self-critique For some of them, the drinking. For others, the constant focus on work. For others, relationships, marriage stuff, mother-in-law crap, their friendships, so much stuff. And I have to tell you, if I've learned anything in my one year of being a joy coach, it's that we all have something. So hi, I'm Janie. I have something too. We've all got something. And while I deal with all my somethings, probably like you, I have a lot of other hats I wear. I'm a mom of four little kids. I'm a writer. I've been writing on shejustglows.com since 2014. And now I'm life coaching women just like you. If you need help getting unstuck or just want someone who's a little bit removed from your life to be there to give you advice, to cheer you on, to help you get closer to the life you want. Maybe you have some big goals or some small goals or some goals that you want to hit and you just can't on your own. No shame in that. Maybe a big milestone coming up. Hit me up. I'd love to welcome you on board as one of my private coaching clients. And we can start with a free discovery call to see if it's a good fit. So it's really easy to get in touch. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, the way to find me is really easy. It's the same name as this podcast, She Just Glows. You can send me a DM there or just head to the coaching page of my website, which is linked in the episode notes. All right, so it is a weird market right now, right? You may want to buy a house and it's just not possible. Interest rates have been wild, right? Like first they were like 2% and now I think they're somewhere around 7%. Um, have you been burned by this market? Are you waiting for this market to change? Inventory is weird right now too, at least here in Florida. A lot of people moving around. I think during COVID, a lot of people said, I don't know if I like where I live. I'm going to move, you know? So this episode is for you. If the place you live right now is not your ideal. And I'm going to show you how you can still live your ideal life. This episode is also for you 
If you've wondered in the back of your heart, in that hidden corner that no one knows about, if you put too much power in how your house looks, if you put too much focus into what you have or into how your kids perform. Because if you're putting too much into these things and if those things are becoming part of who you are, it might be time for a little pause, a little wake-up call. And I had one of those a few years ago. So several years, basically to really summarize what happened to us several years ago, we got caught in a rough spot housing-wise. Basically, we went to sell our house and we had another house lined up to buy. It was a short sale. Remember those? Remember those? This was like back in 2013, 2014, okay? So we sell our house, which was perfect for us. It was just too small. We're in escrow for the new house, the short sale. The seller agreed to our purchase amount, but then at the last minute, the bank was like, nah, no, it's worth more. And we just couldn't afford their number. And we were like, also, it's a short sale. It's not our dream home. It needed a new roof. There was a lot of interior stuff. It didn't even have enough bedrooms, but we just loved it for the lot. But it didn't matter because the bank said, no, the, the price you agreed on with the seller doesn't work for, to make it a short sale. And so we walked away from the deal. We had to. It was hard. It was humbling. And around that time, I wrote a post called The Day I Stopped Caring About My House because I made a realization, a very humbling realization, that I'd put way too much pride in my home. Way too much pride in my home. So today, I want to read that to you. And I want you to listen in for, maybe for you, it's not your house, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's uh, your kid's performance. Maybe it's your husband's happiness. Maybe it's um, your weight. Maybe it's the way you look. What is part of your identity that, that might need a little backing up, that might need a little beep, 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 reverse, right? Okay, so here goes. I'm gonna read you this post from 2014. My mouth went dry. Suddenly the room was spinning. As I tried to focus on my husband's cell phone, which was sitting in the middle of our dining room table, the two of us heard the words we'd hoped our real estate agent friend wouldn't say. Your realtor's right. It's too late to back out. You have to sell. To give you the quick version, we'd listed our beloved bungalow for sale when the housing market started picking up last summer. With a growing family, the two-bedroom, one-bath just wasn't going to cut it for much longer. We got an offer on our house and put a bid in to buy our dream lot, a short sale on the water just off Tampa Bay. At the last minute, the appraisal for our waterfront house came back high, so we backed out of buying it. But it was too late to back out of selling our bungalow. It was two weeks before Christmas. The deal was set to close the day after Christmas, and we had nowhere to go. We spent the next three days feverishly searching Zillow and Craigslist for properties that fit our criteria. I was so stressed, I went into denial mode, not believing it was possible that I could find us a rental home, pack our whole house, move, and take care of two boys under three at the same time, 
all with no family in town and a husband who travels frequently. The rental options were bleak. After all, we had to move in two weeks. We toured an historic house with a huge front porch in a great part of town, but the inside was a mishmash of rooms and I saw exposed electrical panels in the master bedroom. Another house had a pool and a nicer layout, but we would have to share the lot with seven other tenants who live in a back building. With our tails between our legs, we pulled up to the last house of the day, a humble waterfront home far from our preferred neighborhood, but the price was right. The rooms were clean, and the owner even offered to help us install a child safety fence on the seawall. Later that afternoon, when our car broke down in the driveway as we tried to leave, that's a whole other post, the next-door neighbor came out to help and asked if we wanted to come inside to get the kids out of the cold. It felt right. Sold. On moving day, I sat in the living room of our beautiful bungalow and looked longingly at the mahogany ceiling panels. They were always the first thing people noticed when they walked in the door. They're original from when the house was built in 1920, I'd proudly share every time we had new friends over. It always felt good that people meeting us could see that we had a beautiful home. This was actually the first house on the block. It was a Sears catalog home and we bought it from the original owners. I'd say with a puffed up chest as I pointed to the sepia toned 1921 picture of the house that we'd hung on the wall. As we'd walk into the hallway, my eyes would smile as I'd wait for new visitors to remark on how big and bright it was. We actually opened up the back wall to install these French doors and bring more light in, I'd tell them. The bathroom was always a showstopper. Oh, wow, did you design this? They'd ask with big eyes. Yes. Don't you love the subway tiles and pedestal sink? I tried to stay with the period, but the tub and toilet are original. Aren't they neat? As I packed up the last of our things on moving day, I felt empty. This house is mine. I can't be leaving. How can I possibly be me if I'm not living in this beautiful home? This home that is so impressive and grand that impresses others and makes them think that I am grand. What will I do without it? Who will I be without it? The movers were tapping their feet and I realized I'd finished packing the last box 10 minutes ago. I walked out of the house, turned around and saw a big yellow moving truck in front of my beautiful bungalow. After Facebooking one last picture, I negotiated myself into the driver's seat of our overloaded car, packed with some of the stuff we didn't trust the movers with, like my breast milk freezer stash, seashell collection, clothes, and our dogs. And we pulled away from the house. The house that was me. The house that showed everyone what a great homemaker I am. What a brilliant designer. What a stylish person. Maybe even someone they'd want to be like. But what am I now? About 15 minutes later, I was in the driveway of our rental. As I turned my new key and opened the front door, my eyes rolled over generic tile floors, scuffed baseboards, and 90s kitchen tile backsplash. And I realized something. I am not my house. 
What makes me me isn't amazing ceiling panels or subway tiles or hardwood floors or French doors to the backyard. It's a warm spirit, a generous heart, a way of seeing someone and knowing exactly what they need. At that moment, I realized how much pride I'd wrapped up in our beautiful bungalow. I realized I loved having people over because it allowed me to show off my granite kitchen countertops and the six-inch white baseboards. I realized that I offered to host bridal showers, baby showers, and birthday parties because I loved hearing others tell me how envious they were of our house. I realized that I posted pictures of my kids on social media, pictures that perfectly showcased our home's beautiful qualities in the background because I was proud, way too proud. Let me tell you, I am so glad we moved because I am not my house. I'm Janie, the friend who wants to have you over just because I wanna spend time with you. We'll let the kids get naked and play in the kiddie pool in the backyard, and I'll ask you to ignore all the junk that's stashed on the side of the house. Or we'll share a cup of coffee in the kitchen, and I'll chuckle as I tell you that our coffee-stained tile grout really needs a good scrub. I'm not going to wait with delight for you to ooh and ah over our custom-designed closets and choice of paint in the boys' bedroom. I'm not going to grin inside when you say you dream of owning a house like this someday. I'm going to sit and talk with you and get over myself and my great house. Because being a great hostess is something I can do anywhere. As long as you can overlook the mismatched flooring and disintegrating kitchen tile grout. It was very hard for me to be honest about my own nauseating sense of pride about our old home. I think as a stay-at-home mom, I truly did get wrapped up in believing that my house was really my proof of work. And it's not. Because you are so much more than your house. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to SheJustGlows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.